you? Welcome to our weekly gathering here at the Podcast Palace. And if you enjoy dining or shopping, that covers pretty much all of us, doesn't it? You're going to feel right at home on this week's episode. And we're going to start in good old Hart County, Horse Cave to be exact, at a legendary landmark known as the Wigwam General Store. It gets its name from the surroundings and rich history of the area. They have plenty to enjoy for breakfast and lunch. Delicious, one-of-a-kind sweet tea, and unique items to shop for on the shelves while you're there. So you're not going to want to miss my discussion with Brenda Eisenberg. And afterwards, we're going to take you just west of Owensboro, to a place that may be much newer than Wigwam, but with a definite nostalgic feel. And we're speaking of Preservation Station, Market Restaurant, and Event Center. It is truly an antique lover and bargain hunter's paradise. Jennifer Higdon will be here to tell us all about what they have to offer, including their marvelous market days featuring live music, fabulous food, and, of course, can't miss vendors and specialty sensations. So, grab you some coffee, a cold beer, something in between, I could care less. As long as you hang out for Blabbing in the Bluegrass, Season 2, Episode 18. Kentucky features so much more than basketball and horses. We're home to scenic spectacles and one-of-a-kind golf courses. If boating, fishing, dining, or music is your pleasure, we'll guide you to the sights and sounds that you will truly treasure. Cause we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From Florence, y'all, to the Fayette Mall, absolutely nobody explores and celebrates all things Kentucky like we do here on Blabbit in the Bluegrass. I'm Sam Moore, and I decided there was no better way to kick off the month of May than by shopping and dining to our heart's content. So I have selected two great places to browse, feed our face, and just spend quality time with those who mean the most to us. Because that's what life's all about, right? We could all use a little more bonding. And we'll start in Horse Cave, Hart County, at the Wigwam General Store, which has a very extensive and fascinating history dating back to the early 1980s. We'll learn all about it with Miss Brenda Eisenberg, and I tell you, just setting foot inside Wigwam is a unique experience in and of itself. Without ever taking a bite or exploring the shelves for their specialty items, you really have to step inside the store to fully appreciate it. So you won't want to miss my conversation with Brenda coming up, and after that, we're going to take you to West Louisville. No, I'm not talking about the western part of the Derby City. I'm talking about a community in Davis County right next to Owensboro where we will find Preservation Station Market Restaurant and Event Center owned by a mother-daughter who share a distinctive passion for all things antique, 
Boutique, Shabby Chic, and we're going to learn all about what they had to offer. They have also recently added a one-of-a-kind restaurant just within the past few years. So you'll definitely want to arrive hungry and take advantage of that. Before we get to our guests, however, I do want to remind you that I am just an email away. Feel free to send me whatever you got, good, bad, or indifferent. I am thick-skinned. Bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com is the email address. B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S. B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. I also strongly encourage you to like and follow the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page, if you're not already doing so. There you can find previous episodes that you may have missed. You can stay up to date with additional information as it is presented throughout the week. Make comments and leave messages. I love hearing from you via the Facebook avenue as well. So, before heading to Horse Cave, where Miss Brenda Eisenberg is anxiously standing by, we have for you yet another Bluegrass Brain Buster. We do one of these each and every week. At least that's the goal. And we give you time to think about it while you admire our guests. And we will reveal the answer at the end of the program. So today's deals with radio. I want to know which brilliant Kentuckian invented radio three years prior to Mr. Marconi making his claim to the innovation. Again, which brilliant Kentuckian invented radio three years prior to Mr. Marconi making his claim to the innovation? You mull that over and we'll tell you who he is in the program's final segment. Good luck. It's yet another Blabbit in the Bluegrass tourist temptation. We have a South Central Kentucky staple, which is uh, heavily influenced by the uh, surrounding culture and history, and it's a great place to eat, a great place to shop, and a great place to make a friend, as we'll soon find out. You can make friends with people like the co-owner, who I've got on the phone with us right now. Let's welcome to the stage Miss Brenda Eisenberg. Hello. Hello there. How's life in Horse Cave this afternoon? It's it's great. What about you? Oh, you know, I'm better now that you're on the line here, and uh, we can't wait okay. to hear about this uh, this staple known as the the Wigwam General Store. I first read about it on a list of the top places to eat in the state of Kentucky, but as I've gathered, it is much more than. Just a place to eat. Now, uh, you took over, your family took over the store in 2016, right? Yes, that's correct. I started in 1982, actually. Oh, okay, so was... you've actually been uh, employed by the store for, gosh, yes. almost 40 years. Yes, I have. Oh, I look sure at have. you. So, <laughs> so I've, I've seen a lot in the last 40 years. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, and you're... There is no better person than Brenda Eisenberg to <laughs> to tell us about the uh, the Wigwam General Store. So why don't you enlighten us on how the Wigwam General Store got its name, Brenda? Okay, in I think it was 1932, the first Wigwam Village that had the teepee. Like there's one at in Cave City, Kentucky that's still operating. Out here was the very first one. And it was the Wigwam number one. So that's how the area here got its name as Wigwam. And 
so then in 1980, I believe, um, they had been closed for quite some time, and the, there was a big teepee that, uh, where they served food and souvenirs, and it burned, and then there was a couple teepees left. In 1980, 1980 it was sold to um, Junior Dinner, I believe, uh-huh. And his daughter, which was Sue Jewell, her and her husband bought it and built the store. And it was just considered Wigwam General Store because of the history of the teepees. About four, let's say about eight or nine miles from here at Cave City, Kentucky, they have the number two. We were number one and they're number two. And they okay. still operate there, yes. And you rent the teepee to spend the night. Okay, so yes. so there's yes. number one and number two, but only yes. only you folks in Horse Cave can can claim number one. You're exactly right. <laughs> so that's that's something to be proud of. Now, um, when did the uh, Wigwam General Store first open its doors, Brenda? It was, I think, it was the spring of eighty one, nineteen eighty one, I believe. Okay, and you or got sometime and, in that year. And you got there a year later, thereabouts. I did. I sure did. <laughs> yep. So, you are a uh, a wigwam veteran, I guess. I told him I'm a permanent fixture, I believe. <laughs> yes, after almost forty years, that is yes. accurate. I'd say you are definitely a a yes. permanent fixture. Now, yes, <laughs> now, uh, how has the store become such a horse cave hospitality hub? Well, we, we've always tried to be friendly, and there's people, there's always been people that come just to drink coffee in the morning, and they all sit around and talk and just catch up with everybody's lives during the day, you know, from the day before, or if somebody's sick, we've always, you know, they've always tried to help them or whatever, sure. and it's just become, and we have the famous sweet tea. That's what we're most famous for, I guess. Oh, I can and taste it now. everybody loves the sweet tea. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> How much sweet tea yeah. do you make on a daily basis? You got oh, any my idea? Gosh. I, I don't know. <laughs> you lose uh, track, don't you? Probably 32 gallons of, because we open at 6 in the morning. Right. And we close at like a quarter till 2 every day. And I, I'd say... 30, 40 gallons every day. See, you wouldn't be making 30 to 40 gallons if it wasn't good. So You're exactly right. Everybody loves the sweet tea. Yep, whether breakfast or lunch, I'm sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they, first thing in the morning, that's what they, you know, they drink sweet tea. Yeah, some people so, would be grouchy all day long if they didn't get their morning sweet tea. Probably so. Yep, and you've got yeah. your... Um, your coffee drinkers, like you said, and I'm sure you've got your card players, too. Well, no. They used to, in the winter, some of the older people would come in the afternoon and play checkers. Oh, okay. So we did that. That was, in the winter, they, most, but it's farm, we're in the farming community. So there's lots of farming going on. So usually in the summer, there's, you know, not much hanging out here. They're all busy in their crops. Yeah, I can understand so, that. Yes, <laughs> so yes. They may just come in to... Say hello and make their yeah. voice heard. Yeah, their biscuit and, and go, yeah. usually, or whatever. Yeah, that's what they do. It's grab and go this time of year. Yes, yes, it is. They've oh. all been, they're all been, it's not as busy farming as it used to be because there's not as many people that raise tobacco here. Right. 
So, but it's still busy with farming, you know. Oh, I can imagine. I know it's <laughs> it's yes. still a a common yes. <laughs> a common way of life in that community and yes, county. Yes, it is. Now, uh-huh. um, Brenda, what excites you most about coming to work every day at the Wigwam General Store? Well, I enjoy the people. I mean, I, I like to be around people, and I like to, you know, I just enjoy the people. It's hard work, but I enjoy it. I always have for some reason. But it, it's the labor of love, isn't it? Yes, and, it, you know, you meet so many different people, and some of them are really, you know, that just stay with you throughout your life and just it's just I just like the people and some of them end up coming every day so (laughs) oh yes oh yes yes you have the regulars that are here waiting to get in at six o'clock in the morning (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) no telling how long they've been sitting out there waiting for you to unlock oh yeah they pull up about a quarter till six and they (laughs) sit out on the porch if it's pretty and they'll sit out there and talk to the other people out there there you go yeah, they, they just, just have a big time on the porch. That just gives them some extra bonding time. Uh-huh, it does. Yes, <laughs> Abs- it does. Absolutely. Now, the uh, general store is a treasured uh, tourist attraction, to say the least, Brenda. So tell us about some of the places where you've had people travel from to visit you at the Wigwam and take in the history and the ambiance. Well, we've had... It's been several states, several different states. We've had them from Florida, and we have them from, I think it was North Carolina. And, um, gosh, the farthest I know was New Zealand. Oh, no, that's over there on the other side of Mumfordville, isn't it? Yeah, that's where it's at. (laughs) (laughs) They stopped in and was just so amazed. They just couldn't believe the store and the people and all that. And that's the farthest, I think. Well, New Zealand's pretty <laughs> But, I mean, pretty we impressive. have them from all the states. We've had people, we used to have this family that would come from Louisville at least once a week, Louisville, Kentucky, once a week to have okay. burgers. Yeah, that's just up the road from you, what, hour and a half or so? Yes, uh-huh. That's what I yes. thought. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But they would come just to eat the burgers. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Well, we're yeah. going <laughs> we're gonna to talk about the burgers here momentarily. Okay. And I know... Um, okay. You've got uh, you've got some souvenirs for all those uh, out of state and overseas people that come visit you, don't you? We do. We have uh, magnets. There you go. People bring us magnets that have visited like Australia, and then the the people from New Zealand left their magnet, and we dated it when they were here in 2016. Oh, okay, yeah. so not only yeah. do you have stuff for them, they leave stuff for you. Yes, they do. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Okay. Yeah. All right, now what, what, what kinds of stuff do you have for them? Um, well, we have little, um, uh, we have keychains, and then we have um, our, our business cards and their magnets. Oh, okay, so yeah. that gives them a way to yes. keep in touch and <laughs> yes. find their and way back. We, we usually have some type of t-shirt for sale most of the time for souvenir. Oh, it that's has awesome! The name and the address and the phone number of the store. Mm-hmm. Everybody we loves T-shirts. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming you go to work every day sporting a wigwam T-shirt, don't you? Well, we do. Um, Wednesdays we wear our shirts, and on the back of them is "Order what you want, eat what you get." <laughs> <laughs> Order what you want, eat what you get. I like yes, that. Yes, <laughs> sir. That's a good one. Yes. <laughs> that's awesome. So. <laughs> Yep. Uh, on on the day this comes out, you'll have on your 
Order what I you will. want, eat what you get. Yes, that'll be good. <laughs> so that is uh, that is quite appropriate. Now, uh, about how many employees do you have there, Brenda? I, I know you didn't know there's you was going to have to eight. do math. Eight. I think there's eight or nine. There, that's awesome, though. So you got eight, yeah. you got eight or nine diehards. Yes, we do. <laughs> is, yes, we do. And we have... Um, some school children that come in in the afternoons and help with the ice cream and that kind of stuff. So okay, we try so to cater to, to them as well if they need job, whatever. So you'll have some um, <laughs> you'll have some high schoolers floating in there most days, about three or so. Yes, about three thirty when school's out. <laughs> gotcha. Well, that works great for yes. them. Yes. Now, um, Brenda, breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and the Wigwam General Store has us covered with. Plenty of uh, mouth-watering breakfast options, so why don't you fill us in on the uh, wide array of menu items for breakfast at the Wigwam General Store. Okay, we have sausage and bacon, and we have country ham, and we have um, biscuits and gravy is a big item, and then we do eggs to order, like we scrambled over light, well done. Love it. Uh, we, have pan- we have pancakes. Um, we have omelets, we have hash browns, ah. and we have a lot of, like, bacon, egg, and cheese on big bun sandwiches. That's a big seller. Oh, I and, can imagine. Yes, and then, um, I think that's pretty, you know, we do a breakfast plate with whatever meat you want, and eggs or toast. Okay, we like a build your own. Yes. Mm-hmm. There you go. But we do a lot of breakfast biscuits, like Sausage biscuit, sausage egg cheese biscuit, or bacon biscuit, bacon egg and cheese biscuit. So you we can't sell go a lot of those. No, we do a lot of that. I love me the sound of that. And uh, can you order yes. breakfast all the way till two, or does that stop early? No, we stop at ten thirty. Okay, and then it goes to lunch. Then it goes to lunch. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. From Which... six to ten thirty is um, breakfast. See, so and you still 10:30. have. <laughs> we still have ample opportunity to go in there and. Yes. Get fed before ten thirty, and then yes. <laughs> afterwards yes. we can uh, enjoy one of their splendid lunch items, which uh, leads right into our next order of business. Here we have to tell people that um, the Wigwam General Store is also our ultimate lunch stop with brilliant burgers available to cure anyone's cravings. So why don't you uh, give us the four one one on the burgers and the toppings that will tickle our taste buds there at Wigwam, Brenda. Okay. We um, we go to a local store and they grind our hamburger meat every day. And then we roll them and then uh, we have cheeseburgers and we have lettuce, tomato, pickle, cooked onion, mustard. We have mayo, uh, lettuce. Um, that's usually on a deluxe. We do a lot of those. Okay. And then and then we have doubles, double bacon. They like bacon on them. We do double deluxe bacon cheeseburgers. Awesome. Um, I love yeah, bacon. They are a big item. So that goes till a quarter till two. There you go. So from 1030 to 145, you can get uh-huh. one of those bacon burgers. And then we have, we have fresh ground uh, curly cues. Oh, like curly fries? Yes, we grind them. Uh, we take the potato. We have the little machine. We have to grind those every day. And then we have fries, tater tots, onion rings, waffle fries, crinkle okay. cut fries. So, so we have a variety of fries. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. 
it's a it's a, a great place for uh fry freaks to go and <laughs> yes. eat and be yes. married so yes. <laughs> go in there and stock yes. up on your on your fries and your your burgers now what what's your favorite in the fry department do you like the crinkles or the waffles or the curly cues what's your favorite the curly cues are really good but you need to eat them here because when you you know they'll if you don't get them out home they'll get a little soggy but the curly cues are good well they're all really good oh yeah you can't go Um, wrong with the waffle fries are a big seller um and the crinkle fries are as well but they're all good i like the crinkle fries too You've got to have a special spot in your heart for all of them since you work there. Yeah. So, <laughs> now, uh, according to an article that I recently read on OnlyInYourState.com, the Wigwam General Store has the best fried bologna sandwich in the state of Kentucky. Now, that's a strong statement. So, uh, yes, it is. Tell us, about, uh, tell us about this legendary fried bologna sandwich and explain what makes it such a huge hit. Well, it's just, I mean, we slice it on, we have a slicer and we slice our own bologna. And um, some people like put pimento cheese on it. Okay, yeah, and that's not something you see everywhere. A bologna sandwich with pimento cheese. We have homemade pimento cheese, and they want that on on their fried bologna. I haven't personally tried it, but I just like mine just on white bread with mustard or whatever. But we sell a lot of fried bologna. And then we have a sandwich called the Fat Boy Special. Fat Boy and Special. It, uh, and it's a grilled cheese, like you grill the cheese, and you fry your bologna and you put on there. And that's what we call the Fat Boy Special. <laughs> <laughs> that's and we one. sell a lot of those as well. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't see how it's possible to eat a Fat Boy Special and not get full. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's yes. A- that's a lot of it's food. Some, now, yeah. um, what are some of the other sandwich specialties that you have there in addition to the Fat Boy Special? Well, we have, like, grilled ham and cheese, which is like the grilled cheese with ham on it. Oh, uh-huh. And then we have hot ham and cheese on a bun. That's a, that's a big seller. Like city ham shredded with, hot, with cheese on it on a bun. And um, we have a chicken sandwich. Um, we have grilled cheese. Love it. We have a Margo burger. A Margo it, burger. Uh-huh. And it is um, a burger on Texas toast bread, toasted, with um, Swiss cheese and bacon. And those are those those are very popular also. Oh, that and does... I have lettuce, tomato, and mayonnaise on those. Oh, sure. Yeah, you can't go wrong with a, yes. no. a Margo burger either. <laughs> and BLTs. We have a lot of BLTs also. There you go. BLT. It's so basic, but yet so good. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yes. I imagine those are quite popular, too. They are. They are. Yep. <laughs> Indeed. Now, regardless of when we stop into the Wigwam General Store, we can always feed our face with a daily special that absolutely will not disappoint. So, uh, Brenda, why don't you run through the uh, daily specials that are currently in your rotation? There at the wigwam. Well, um, we uh, we do a club sandwich, which is with turkey, ham, bacon, Swiss cheese, mayonnaise, lettuce, and tomato on toast. Mm-hmm. They really like they really like those. And we have macaroni salad. We usually serve that with with the club sandwich. And then uh, we do 
um, roast, uh, roast beef Manhattans. We do those. Uh, we have a grilled chicken sandwich. We put Swiss cheese and bacon on a bun. We have those. Sweet. And um, we have chicken bacon ranch sandwiches on a big old uh, hoagie bun. Now, how can you not like chicken break, chicken bacon and ranch? I oh, mean, they're it's... very popular with chips. And then we do chili dogs as well, and they're pretty popular. We um, we we deep fry hot dogs with that. Wrong. Have you ever had a deep fried hot dog? I cannot say that I've had a deep fried hot dog. They're really good. But I'd we be do. down to try one. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna... Well, we do that with uh, cheese, uh, chili cheese dogs and chips. You get two chili cheese dogs and chips, and that's a special. And then uh, every Friday we have catfish fries and, I mean, not catfish, just fish fries and slaw every Friday. Okay, so Friday fish yes. every week. Friday's fish, yes. Yeah. Every now. Friday. Now are all then, the other um, are all the other daily specials all the same each week? Like every Monday you have this? No, we just mix them up as we go, and then we do also we do sloppy joe baked beans and chips. Oh, gotcha! That's a big that's a big seller. They like those. Nothing wrong with a sloppy uh, joe. And then we have ribeye steak sandwiches, and they, and we do Swiss cheese and grilled onion on those. No, that'd be my and favorite. I love those. <laughs> that would definitely be my favorite. Well, that and the and the fish on Fridays. I could go for that, yes. too. Yes. But, uh, we have, those are big, those are the big sellers. No visit to the Wigwam General Store would be complete without an iconic ice cream cone or one of Brenda's other delectable desserts. So, uh, why don't you enlighten us, Brenda, on the uh, fabulous dessert selection that we can choose from there? Well, ice cream is about it because we don't have an oven to to bake anything. Oh, but gotcha. we do. But we do have a selection of the little Debbie cakes, like apple pies. Oh, we can unwrap like a those. smile. Yes, <laughs> but we do have a brownie that we. Uh, we warm and put ice cream, and then you have your choice of toppings like caramel syrup or a fudge, a chocolate syrup. That's mm-hmm. a big hit in the summer. Gosh, yes. that, that does sound heavenly. Now, how many yes. flavors of ice cream do you have? Well, we always have vanilla, and mm-hmm. then we uh, switch out like every week or so. Like we've had vanilla and chocolate, which we, we can do swirl as well. And then this week we have vanilla and salted caramel. Ah, vanilla and salted and it, caramel. Uh-huh, and it's very good um, swirl. And then we usually ha- we have pineapple, the pine- like the pineapple whip. I don't know if you've ever had pineapple whip. I've not had pineapple whip, but sounds pretty tasty. Well, we have pineapple, and then we have orange. Then we have strawberry. Okay. Pineapple, orange, strawberry. Awesome. And chocolate and vanilla and salted caramel. I think that's all of them that we do. When we have the orange and the vanilla, it is so good. It's, oh yeah, it's yeah, like that's... a dream pickle. <laughs> the pineapple whip is pro- the pineapple is probably the biggest seller. People call them want that all the time. Oh gosh, so I need to get over there yeah. and, and get the pineapple whip then. <laughs> yeah, just call, make sure we have it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, even if they don't, Brenda'll have yeah. something that. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you can always have vanilla and something. Yeah, exactly, and you can't, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can't no. ever complain about a good vanilla. So no, you, know, no. you can always go out yeah. there and find something you like. Now, uh, yes. <laughs> finally, the uh, Wigwam General Store is a wonderful place to stock up on 
many essentials as well as desirables on our way out the door. So uh, why don't you, Brenda, fill us in on the items on the shelves for our shopping pleasure there at Wigwam? Well, we have a big variety of candy, which is a favorite for the kids. Oh, sure. And then we have a big variety of cakes, uh, you know, uh, Hostess and Little Debbie cakes. We have a big variety of that. And then we, I mean, we try to carry, like, sugar and flour and stuff that's basic that we need. And we have a lot of soft drinks. Oh, (laughs) yes, yes, that's important. Yes. Oh, yes, a lot of soft drinks. And um, a a big variety of chips. That's a big thing. And then we also have a a local dairy not far from here in Highsville, Kentucky. And they have, it's called Legacy Dairy, and they have milk. They do their own milk. And they have whole milk and chocolate, and it is very, very good. We sell quite a bit of that as well. Okay, so you can go over there to a wigwam and stock up on your legacy dairy yes, milk. Yes, and then we have lunch meat. We have ham and bologna and ham and cheese loaf. We have that. And we sell quite a bit of that in the summer. And just just about most whatever you need. You See, know? And if, they, if they don't have it at wigwam, frankly, you folks don't need it. Yes, that's right. That's exactly uh, right. The the store stays open until nine, correct? Well, we're uh, in the winter. We close at eight, and usually in the summer we start back up at nine. I see. So even after the uh, winter hours, the grill closes at two, but you can still go and shop a quarter till. Or yeah, one forty-five. So yes, one forty-five. Yes, but you can still get a sandwich, a cold sandwich, or you know. If you stop by and we're closed, we can make or the deli. We can make you a sandwich. Yeah, so you can still get a cold cut sandwich anytime uh-huh. as uh-huh. as yes. long as they're open. Well, yes. well, that's yes. good to know. And uh, Brenda, you've done great. You should be quite proud of your very first podcast effort. Well, thank you. I hope I, I did okay. Hey, you did you did so well. We'd like to have you back on here again sometime. But well, okay, <laughs> we may just do that again. You have to come and visit. Well, I'm, and then I'm definitely we'll talk about it. <laughs> I'm definitely going to make that happen. But um, okay. before we let you go in uh, uh-huh. in thirty seconds or less, explain why it is well worth our time and effort to venture off the beaten path to come visit the heartbeat of Hart County, the Wigwam General Store. Well, it's very unique, and it's um, it's just something everybody needs to experience, I believe. Most people around here just love the atmosphere because we're just all here and we're all always together, and we, all, and, like, we always try to make you feel welcome. And most of the time, if you're a usual customer, we usually, if we see you coming in the door, we usually try to have your stuff ready so you can go. Especially I mean, if you order the same thing every time, yeah. Yes, <laughs> and we try to have them out of here, and I mean, it's it's just very unique. There are no strangers at Wigwam, just friends no. they haven't met yet. No, that's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and plus you get to meet Brenda. That's, that's an important part. <laughs> okay, if you say so. <laughs> I say so, and you'll you still sign uh, you sign autographs at a pretty reasonable price, don't you, Brenda? I sure do. Yes, I will. There you go. So <laughs> another reason to come to Wigwam. Yes, so you're, yes. You're just full of them, folks. So find out what they're all about, and um, they are open uh, on the grill side from six to one forty-five, and uh, 
on the store side till uh, eight in the winter and nine in the summer. And um, is it six days a week or seven? No, it's seven. Okay. We're open on Sunday till six, but there's no ice cream served on Sunday. I gotcha. So no ice cream okay. on Sunday, but you can yes. you can still yes. shop and and bond with. You can with... still get tea or a sandwich. Just there's no ice cream. <laughs> I see. Well, and you can still yes. go and bond with yes. the lovely people there. At... <laughs> yes, the deli's not open on Sunday. We'll forgive you for okay. no deli on Sunday. Okay, that'd be great. <laughs> There's still plenty more to offer. That's right. Awesome. Well, uh, Brenda, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, you keep everybody on the straight and narrow down there in Horse Cave now. I will. Thank you so much. Isn't Brenda Eisenberg great? We sure enjoyed chatting it up with her. And don't forget to check her out at Wigwam General Store on Facebook. Now, that address... Even if you're not familiar with them, just plug it in GPS. It'll take you straight there. It's 7015 South Jackson Highway, Horse Cave KY 42749. You can also call Brenda and her gang at 270-786-1949. Again, that's 270-786-1949. And they can give you some guidance to help steer you in their direction as well. Now, they're not fancy. And they're not trying to be. Some of the most basic things you can get in there are so lip-smacking delicious. I mean, who in their right mind is going to turn down a big old hot juicy burger or an old-fashioned ice cream cone? And those daily specials can't be beat. On ribeye sandwich days or fish Fridays, you can bet I'm there. Or at least my thoughts are there. And another important thing to remember, there are so many great things to check out while you're in the area visiting Wigwam. Mammoth Cave is not too far off, and those TPs still in operation, they're just a short drive away. So while you're making a day of it, or a week of it for that matter, in South Central Kentucky, hit up Wigwam General Store. Trust me, you're going to get a full belly, you're going to make a bunch of friends, and you're going to leave there with a big old smile on your face. If you don't, it's your own fault. So with that, we swing northwestward to a place that has definitely made a big-time splash in western Davis County, close to Owensboro, since 2013. And if you love all things vintage, you will seriously be in heaven when you set foot inside Preservation Station Market Restaurant and Event Center. And now, Blabbit in the Bluegrass brings you a local business landmark. Boy, you are in for a treat with today's local business landmark. And if you enjoy shopping for basement bargains that are truly off the beaten path, this place is designed with you in mind. It's not that old, but they definitely have a, a vintage charm. And they've been in operation since 2013. And they've had plenty to be proud of since then and plenty more to be proud of in the future, no doubt. Here to enlighten us on the unique experience and atmosphere that they have to offer, one of the rightful co-owners herself, the one and only Jennifer Higdon. <laughs> wow, thank you. Jennifer, <laughs> I don't know if I've had it an is a... like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, we are so thrilled that you could come on with us today to promote Preservation Station. It is truly a special breed, and you've been at it since. Um, well, I know you purchased the building in 2012. You used to be a former teacher, which I find interesting, which my mom was a former teacher. So that's one thing y'all have in common. Uh, what grade did you teach? I taught high school. I taught English, fine arts, and drama. 
to mostly sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Okay. Uh, Apollo or Davis County or which school? Really both because I, I was at Apollo for 13 years and that's where I taught the English fine arts and drama. And then I went to Davis County High School and worked as their staff developer slash instructional coach. Okay, kind of a so liaison between the teachers and the administration for eight years. So you got a taste of uh, both of the, the rival schools. <laughs> I did. I was say. blessed to be at both. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're thrilled that uh, you're rocking and rolling with Preservation Station and we can't wait to hear about it. Now, your mother, Deborah, instilled in you a tremendous passion and appreciation for basement bargains and collectibles. So Jennifer, why don't you share with us some of your earliest childhood memories of becoming enamored and fascinated with such treasures? Well, I can remember one of the yard sales that we had, you know, growing up. And I can remember just thinking that my mom had made a ton of money. I mean, it was probably back then only a couple hundred dollars. But I was just fascinated by the fact that she had made money off of things that we didn't need anymore. You know, mm -hmm. we didn't, we didn't want them, you know, we could have thrown them out, but nope, we made money off of them. And then whenever I was getting ready to go to college, I remember mom and I would go around to yard sales and, and try to gather up some furniture and um, some wall decor and different things to decorate my dorm room or the next year, my apartment. And you know, I remember I found a bedroom suit and I painted it all and it looked brand new. And, and I was like, wow, you know, I got this for such a bargain, you know, and if I'd <laughs> right. gone to buy something new, no telling how much I would have paid for it. And, and so that was the beginning of it. And then I just kind of continued doing that my whole entire life. When my kids were little, I would go to yard sales and buy them toys and take them home and scrub them down with, um, you know, either bleach water or you know, Dawn or something like that. And they were good as new. And they, my kids never knew the difference. And I might've paid a dollar for a toy versus $30 at the store. I did notice when I was uh, reading through your story on the website too, um, one of your idols, well, I guess these are a couple ladies. It's the, uh, the junk gypsies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I read about them in country living magazine, probably for the first time in like maybe around 2008. Right. And it, you know, it was while I was teaching and you know, sometimes when you're on a career path and you've been doing it for a while, you think, is this what I'm cut out to do like my entire life? Or, you know, if money was no obstacle or if I could do something else, what would I do? And when I read that article, it was kind of like my soul just sang, like choirs of angels just opened up the sky and said, <laughs> it clicked, this huh? is what you were born to do. <laughs> you know? Now, the junk gypsies used to be one of my guilty pleasure shows on on cmt now have you ever been to the junk gypsy store in texas actually i went in january of 2020 yeah 2020 oh just last year <laughs> yes mom and i went to the dallas market to order a product for preservation station and I mean, it was nice because a lot of times we go to Atlanta. So that was our first time at the Dallas market. Mm -hmm. And while we were there, we decided that we had, since we had driven that far, we would try to see as much as, of Texas as we could. So we actually went um, to Fort Worth. We went to Waco. We went to San Antonio. We stayed at the most fascinating little bed and breakfast. And then we made our way over to Round Top. And I actually got to meet uh, Joe Lee and the mom and the dad. And I have a, a 
my picture taken with them. Amy was out with her little boy being sick that day when I was at the Junk Gypsy headquarters, but oh, gotcha. it was definitely like check the bucket list. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and even though you uh, didn't get to meet Amy, those others, everybody in that bunch, they all just seem like such great people and fun to hang out with. So. Oh, they are. And we talked to them about how we had bought, you know, an old school and repurposed it into a, a place and how they had inspired us. And the dad, he was just so down to earth. Oh, I mean, they, they're just a good, you know, Southern fat family with, with nice work hard, you know, ethic and values. And it was such a pleasure to spend time with them. Absolutely. And they ultimately inspired Preservation Station. So yes, they did. <laughs> anyway, now Preservation Station will soon be celebrating eight years of operation in the former West Louisville Elementary School building, which you and your mother purchased in 2012. So uh, explain, Jennifer, if you would, why this venue seemed uniquely suited for a quote-unquote curiosity shop filled with antiques and specialty items. See, and it really is such an interesting story because it was the former West Louisville Elementary School, which is a story in itself because oh, yes. why is it called West Louisville? Um, it's a little town, 125 miles west of Louisville. And that yeah, name that's what I told our listeners. It's not the western part of the Derby City. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a, a little, little former town in the metropolis of Owensboro, Kentucky. Yes. But um, it was the last school that, to be renovated. And, you know, mom and I had always wanted to have a little curiosity shop. And for some reason, I felt a calling to do something out in my community. You know, there's really nothing out there anymore, but, you know, my grandfather used to tell me stories of how there was a bank and a pharmacy and a hotel, and part of me just hates to see all these little towns and localities kind of disappear. Oh, I and, know. You know, and Diamond Lake Resort is out there, and Whitaker's Gun Shop, which is Kentucky's largest gun shop, and O'Brien's Bar and Grill and Hayden's Drive-In are all out there by us, and I don't know, I just wanted to contribute something to my little community. And I thought, what's gonna happen to that school if it gets auctioned off? You know, so many of the former schools sit empty for years. And I was like, wonder if we could just do our little curiosity shop on a, on a grander scale. I mean, I've read about these great big uh, shows out in Round Top, Texas and Canton, Ohio and all these different places. And I wonder if we could start a market here in our town. And right. there really wasn't anybody doing that back in like 2011, 2012. We really wow. were one of the first to bring that kind of thing to this area, especially in our little city of Owensboro. I know they've had some shows like that in Evansville for a while, but nothing really like that was going on in Owensboro. And so hmm. we went through the school, knew absolutely nothing about what we would have to deal with with planning and zoning but just had a dream and ended up buying the building at auction while I was in the hospital, having my gallbladder taken out. I wasn't even there that day. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> that was an eventful week. It was. It definitely was. <laughs> now, uh, in reflecting on the splendid success of Preservation Station in its young life, Jennifer, talk about the notable achievements and milestones that have given you the greatest sense of pride to this point? Well, you know, we have been featured um, in the Reader's Choice Awards with the Messenger Inquirer the past four years. We usually place either first or second for antique stores, and so... Well, either way, that's great. Yeah, it's nice that your community values what you do, and um, 
for, for me personally, it's just that we're always trying to set new dreams and always reaching for the next thing. So when we first opened, it was like, where are we going to find all these vendors? How are we going to let people know what we're doing? So we had our first market days and then we tried to fill the front hallway and then we went down another hallway and then the third hallway and then the fourth hallway. And then by the end of the year, when we first opened, we had the whole upper floor rented out there, the main floor. So you said it only took one year. <laughs> took one year to get the main floor rented out. And then the um, second year, we had somebody move into a location in the lower level. And then by the end of that next year, the whole lower level was full. You know, and it is off the beaten path. So you, you have to kind of convince people that people are willing to come um, take a drive to come shop. And right. so just you know, getting people to buy into the concept, you know, and, and take a risk and rent space from us and, you know, continuing to do the market days the first of every month for those first five to six years that we did that um, definitely kept drawing people out to the facility. And then um, in 2016, we really started working on trying to find um, personnel to help us open the restaurant. And then by the very beginning of 2018, we had the restaurant open. So now we're actually looking at the 10 acres on the property and trying to see how we can expand and, and have an outdoor market. So she's always thinking ahead. <laughs> definitely trying to do my best. And looking back, it's just all, I don't know. It feels like there's like some kind of divine inspiration or divine purpose behind it all because there's so many vendors out there that are now really good friends that would have never known each other had this little dream not been placed inside my brain. And I don't know. Right, absolutely. It's like everything comes together for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Everything happens for a reason. <laughs> absolutely. Now for those who've not yet gotten a taste of the ever popular preservation station, give us Jennifer an overview of the enchanting atmosphere and specialty shops awaiting us upon our arrival. Okay, so when you pull up to Preservation Station, it on the outside, it looks like a former elementary school because it, it, it is. is a former <laughs> elementary school. <laughs> yep. You walk into the front hallway, you'll see the office off to the side. And then um, in the front hallway are the old lockers that are painted with the students' artwork. You go down the left hall and there's a big, huge mural on the wall that was painted by the students. Um, all of the rooms still have their original classroom numbers on the outside, but once you step into those classrooms, they no longer look like classrooms. They've been transformed into individual boutiques and antique shops. So there's a clothing shop and, and a jewelry shop right when you first walk in, and then there's home decor, and then there's gifts, and then recently we've um, started importing farmhouse furniture from Mexico, oh, and man. then we rent the 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 spaces, um, you know, out to a mixture of different vendors who sell all different types of items. And so, and the, you know, they change. Uh, we have some people that have been with us since the very beginning. They um, rented a space with us and they've never left. But then, you know, we always have new people coming in as well. Yeah, some people come and go and that's natural. But um, how, many, uh, how many vendors do you have in there at the moment? There's about 60 permanent vendors, and some of those vendors might rent 100 square feet from us, but then we have vendors that rent 800 square feet from us a month. Yeah, just depending you know. on what they have to offer and yes. how much space they need. <laughs> so, you know, some are bigger than others, but just because they may not take up a lot of space doesn't mean that 
they're not worth seeing. So right. <laughs> check them all out. Now it goes without saying that uh, all of the timeless treasures found at Preservation Station feature plenty of character and charm. But Jennifer, based on your observations, which items, if any, seem to be trending in demand and popularity these days? Well, the farmhouse uh, furniture has definitely been flying out of Preservation Station since we brought in several furniture lines. And we go to market in Atlanta, and so we buy, you know, brand new home decor and clothing and jewelry and accessories and candles and gifts. But then we also have, you know, quite a few antique shops out at Preservation Station. And we just kind of mix it all in together, whatever we kind of think is cool, because, you know, my sister-in-law is not, you know, really into antiques. She's not a, you know, a diehard antique person, but she comes out there and looks around and next thing you know, she's taking home this really cool primitive jelly cabinet um, and she put it in her office and it looks great there and, <laughs> and it, it's perfect. So you just never know what you're going to find. And, you know, you might not be the person who's into antiques. You come out and look at the new stuff or you might be a person who's into antiques and then, you know, you find a shirt to wear. You never know. Yeah, see, <laughs> there, is, there is truly something for everybody. And as you folks can attest to, uh, one man's junk is truly another man's treasure. Right, so. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we sell things every day. And my mom, you know, she is uh, 21 years older than I am. And our tastes are often the same, but then often quite different. And she kind of has more of the old school mentality of like, never throw anything out. Somebody will want that. And you know, that's worth, you know, this much. And I'm like, but mom, that just seems like junk. And she's like, no, you just wait and see. And then she loves to brag in the office whenever she sells something. Like, see, I told you that was worth that. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely help uh, balance or offset each other's views and ideas. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So the contrast makes it fun. Yes. Now, um, anyone who regularly listens to this podcast knows that I never, ever miss the chance to talk food. And the Preservation Station Family Restaurant is the perfect place to satisfy a hearty appetite before, during, or after shopping. So, Jennifer Higdon, why don't you enlighten us on the mouth-watering menu selection available at the restaurant? Okay, so, well, just to enlighten you, like, on our hours, they're Thursday through Sunday, 10 to 5 for mall shopping. But you can shoppers. come and eat at the restaurant Thursday through Sunday, 11 to 2.30. Okay. So, so half those when, hours. <laughs> yeah, about half those hours. Around lunchtime, come and eat lunch at Preservation Station during those four days a week that we are open. And we get so many compliments on our fried green tomatoes. We have mm. people tell us all the time um, that they are the best fried green tomatoes they've ever had. Love me and some our, fried green maters. <laughs> yeah. And then... Uh, you know, I've never even been a person that was really into fried green tomatoes, but it just seemed like a Southern food that we should offer. And we found a really cool sign that I wanted to hang in the restaurant. And I said, if I hang that sign that says now serving fried green tomatoes, then we have to serve fried green tomatoes. So that's kind of how that happened. And uh, um, people just love them. But then our chicken tenders and our fish are both hand breaded. So um, we get a lot of compliments on our chicken tenders and our catfish. Then we've got salads. The sunshine salad is, is really special. It's got, you know, a bed of mixed lettuce and then grilled chicken, feta, onions, bacon, pecans, a mixture of fruit with raspberry vinaigrette dressing. Love it. And then we've got like the bourbon burger, which is um, 
a really thick patty with cheddar cheese, bourbon sauce, and caramelized onions. A lot of people tell them we've got one of the best burgers in Owensboro. So there's a, a big mixture there, but those are some of the things that we're most known for. During Lent, every Friday night, we did um, a catfish fry on Friday nights, and um, it was definitely popular. We would serve probably 150 to 200 people every Friday night who would come out and even saw the mayor of Owensboro almost every single Friday. So that was a nice compliment that he thought enough of us to come out there and, and join us. But see, when the, when the mayor comes out on a weekly basis, that's a good sign. So. It was definitely a good sign. And then the sheriff came and I was like, dang, it's like who's who in, is in Owensboro out here. I feel like we finally made it. <laughs> We're somebody now. We're oh, somebody. Dear. We got the sheriff and the mayor. We are, we are somebody. Uh, you've always been somebody. Now, what's your, uh, what's your favorite at the restaurant there, Jen? What's your go-to? Well, I actually am one of those people that has the red meat allergy from the tick bite. Have you heard oh, of that? You? Yeah. So I love to, um, our grilled chicken breast, and I put the bourbon sauce and cheddar cheese on our grilled chicken breast, and it is just so wonderful. And then we also have a really good Greek turkey burger that, that I love. Um, it's got caramelized onions, feta cheese, and chopped up spinach leaves inside. And so I, I, I love both those things. Awesome. So reg regardless of what you like or what your limitations <laughs> may be, you're going to find something <laughs> that turns your crank at the Preservation Station Family Restaurant, opened 11 to 2.30 on yep. Thursday through Sundays. Now, although any time is a good time to browse for bargains, Preservation Station's market days, or I guess market months, as you're calling them right now, they will truly wow and thrill avid shoppers. So tell us when your market days are typically held and uh, talk about the sights, sounds, and foods that are synonymous with these special occasions, Jennifer. Okay, so pre-COVID, um, the market days were held the first weekend of every month. And we would have probably an additional 50 vendors who would come into the old school gymnasium and set up. And they would come from a three to four hour radius. And we would try to attract as many vintage and antique dealers as possible, but we would also have clothing um, and boutique dealers, as well as people that um, hand make signs or clocks, or um, it could be children's clothes. It could be items for your pets. And people are telling me right now that they miss the market day so much because they love the interaction with the vendors. Because on those days, all of our permanent vendors come and work their booths and then the temporary vendors who are there just for the market weekend would also be in their booths and it just seemed like a community fair a community celebration and sure. um we would have music on the stage you know we would have people you know selling um kettle corn or um different flavors of popcorn and cupcakes and and bakeries present. And then of course on market days, pre-COVID our buffet would be open downstairs. And so it was like an all you can eat buffet that people could go through and get the chicken tenders and the catfish. And Yeah, buffets aren't an option for the time being, but hopefully right. it will be soon. <laughs> but, right, uh, but yeah, everybody is waiting for the day when we can get back to that. So when, when's your next market month? Well, that's what we're trying to decide right now. Um, I've noticed around the state that, you know, several different markets are starting to open back up. And so we're, we're trying to decide if we can maybe do one the first um, weekend of July. 
Okay, so, I gotcha. So we're looking yeah. to see if we can get back to market days, but if not, we will have a summer market month in July if we can't do the market days. Okay, so something's going to come down the pipe in July. Yes. <laughs> One way or the other. So keep your eyes open and ears peeled, folks. We'll try to keep you posted as well so that you can uh, go and take part in all of that excitement. Now, yeah, we just closed the gym because we had our spring market months in March and April. And so we had the gym um, filled with vendors during those months. And so um, we're kind of taking a break from that right now um, in May and June because we have a couple of events actually booked um, in the yeah. gym. But so <laughs> yeah, we have, hope to get back to the markets in July. She's taking a short breather, but not much of one. So right. <laughs> in July, it's going to crank up once again. Now, many prospective vendors are undoubtedly considering participation in Preservation Station's upcoming market day. So, Jen, for those interested in showcasing their specialty signature items, why don't you explain the application and reservation process for us? Okay, so um, probably the end of May, 1st of June, I will have made a decision about what we're going to do in July, and I will just post a link on our Facebook page. The Facebook page is the number one place to look for the latest updates. It's gotcha. so much quicker to update information on the Facebook page than it is for you to do so on the website. Mm -hmm. So um, I will provide a link. Um, that vendors can go to to apply and it's usually just a quick jot form that they fill out and submit and then we give them a call back and let them know that they're approved and we tell them when to set up and how to pay and and all of that information yeah and those things typically book up pretty quickly I would imagine they do yeah so don't waste time if you want to be a part of it <laughs> once right. uh, <laughs> Once the application is um, posted, you know, make sure that you act and do whatever you need to do to make sure that you're a part of the fun. Right, July. because we haven't had anything really, you know, like this in, in a while. And so if we are able to get back to the market days, um, I'm sure there's a lot of people sitting on some inventory at home that they'd probably like to move. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt, because they've had plenty of time to collect, yes. to say the least. Correct. Now. We can't possibly end our discussion without reminding patrons that the on-site gym at Preservation Station is ideal for hosting events of various types and sizes. And you mentioned you had a few events coming up this month. So give us a uh, description of the setting, if you would there, Jennifer, as well as the functions that it can capably accommodate. Okay, so our gymnasium can hold about 400 people. We just had it repainted. And so right now, I just feel like it, it's just stunning. Um, it's painted in a bright white. And then there were some brick kind of columns on each of the walls. And we had those distressed white. And then we had our stage repainted white. And we're in the process of putting up some permanent um, decor on the back wall and some columns. So it's perfect for a wedding perfect for a retirement party, a gathering. Um, normally we do about 15 to 20 uh, weddings a year and that was even before we even painted the gym. So oh gosh, once um, everything opens back up, we, we fully expect to be, you know, involved in the event business a little bit more because the gym truly looks stunning now. And when we oh, first yeah. opened, you know, we didn't have the money to to repaint that space because it was so big, but we're definitely investing a lot of money into making that, that part of the building look beautiful so that it 
it can be, you know, an attractive space for events. Yeah, fresh paint always gives any venue an extra charm and character. Yeah, we've got so. a chandelier now, a big chandelier hanging from the middle of the ceiling. And today, actually, there's um, an electrician who is um, installing a chandelier um, from the stage. So, yeah, so we're constantly trying to beautify the building. <laughs> yes. Enhancements are almost always in progress. Now, what events do you have coming up this month? Just curious. Um, we have um, a small party for um, some high school students whose high school um, didn't have a prom. And then uh, we have a wedding in June. Um, not a, not a big one, but, you know, it can accommodate enough people and the space is big enough to where they can spread out and have that wedding. Well, that makes sense. So uh, graduation season and wedding season are both staring us right in the face. So right. <laughs> lots of those types of things are happening. Now, how far in advance do you typically recommend that people book the gym? Oh, at least six months before the event. Sure. Just to make sure you can secure the date and make sure it doesn't conflict with any market days or market months. And that, what's that also a plus too with the event space, you know, is that um, the restaurant, you know, can cater meals. Um, sure. We allow outside catering as well because, you know, sometimes it may not be possible that I have the staff to be able to pull off the catering, but we can either um, take care of the meal for your event or we can um, allow you to bring in outside sources for that. And then we also have our liquor license. So um, if you need to add spirits to your event, we can do that as well. See, so from the from the adult beverages to the food <laughs> to the space, they've got you covered there at, right. uh, at Preservation Station. So check them out next time you need to host a party or event of any kind. Well, uh, Jennifer, this has been a blast. I hope you've had fun. Oh, yes, definitely. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Well, thank you for coming on here with us. Now, before we let you go, in 30 seconds or less, why don't you give us your best sales pitch for Preservation Station as an essential part of the greater Owensboro shopping experience? You know, oftentimes people think that they don't have special places in their own backyard. We get more people from Evansville coming to Preservation Station than we often do from Owensboro. It is that? a unique place. It is a, a, a antique boutique gift center located in a quirky elementary school and we're friendly and we will do our best to help you and our staff will take care of you. And, you know, you're just supporting a dream when you support us. And we really appreciate everybody that, that comes to shop at our place. See, and the fact that it's west of Owensboro in West Louisville, as you said on your website, you know, it just sort of adds to the quote unquote curiosity of the place. Yes. You know, and if the Junk Gypsies can have their Junk Gypsy headquarters in Round Top, Texas, population like 76 people, exactly. then we can have Preservation Station in West Louisville. It's only a 20 minute drive from Henderson. You know, you can jump on the Audubon and then you're going to take this, the Sargo Stanley exit. And then we're literally five, five miles from there. Easy squeezy. Now you mentioned people from Evansville coming up. Where else have people come from as far as across the state or the nation? Oh my gosh, we've had people from foreign countries. We have a guest book ever since we've opened and it just blows my mind where people are from. We had a lady down from last week who ended up purchasing about four or $5,000 worth of furniture from Cincinnati because she said we had the best prices and she had looked for months for furniture for this new farmhouse that she was renovating. And um, she rented a U-Haul and brought it down and had, 
you know, some guys help her load everything and take it, took it back up to Cincinnati. So See, that, that's, that's a I love that. We even, yes. One time there's a lady up in Wisconsin who watches our Facebook page and um, she got in her van and drove down and picked up a china cabinet. <laughs> See, <laughs> when you get people from Wisconsin coming down to get china cabinets, <laughs> that ought to make we your heart swell. With time in the office laughing and, you know, figuring out where everybody's coming from and hearing their stories about how they found us. Absolutely. So coast to coast and border to border they are. <laughs> and <Yes>. beyond <laughs> and preservation station so check them out at uh, preservation station market restaurant and event center on facebook do y'all do lives just curious well i've done a few i just feel awkward whenever i do lives you know like no, no matter what iphone always has that weird view and you just and then you can see yourself and i i don't know yeah i'm gonna try to do some more of them but i just i find live videos just kind of awkward and i just need to try to get a little bit better at them <laughs> well regardless of whether or not jennifer does lives though you can see plenty of what they have to offer and read about what they've got going on uh via the facebook page it's also uh, at preservation st on twitter at preservation station market on instagram and uh, check them out on Pinterest as well. Plenty of avenues. Uh, did I miss any in the social media realm there? No, I think you covered it. One last thing I want to highlight is um, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday would be a good time this week to come out and visit because Mother's Day is on Sunday, and we have a plethora of Mother's Day options for you. We've got, you know, candles, tea towels, jewelry. We've got Amish jams and jellies. We've got flavored popcorn. We've got hand lotions, you know, home decor. There's a lot of different and unique gifts. Um, and we could get your mother taken care of. And you know what they say, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> Better appreciate Mama on Mother's Day because she will not forget it. <laughs> yes, indeed. A preservation station is the perfect locale to stock up for her in the next few days. Uh, remember their website as well, folks. Visit preservationstation.com. It's 10 to 5, Thursday through Sunday, 11 to 2.30 each of those days for the restaurant. And uh, why don't let's give them that address and phone number, Jen. So we are located at 9661. Highway 56, Owensboro, Kentucky. It's 42301. And if you've ever been out in that area, it's just before you get to Whitaker's Gun Shop or Diamond Lake Resort and Campground. Two great landmarks there. Yes. So we're located right before you get there. And then um, the phone number is 270-616-7000. So if you get lost, just call them. They'll steer you in their direction. It's uh, an Owensboro address at a West Louisville locale, but close enough. So, yeah. <laughs> Jennifer, we sure appreciate you coming on with us today, and uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. It was my pleasure. You know, uh, looking through your questions, I know you did a fabulous job. You really did your research on us, and, and that was very impressive. Look at you. Your check's in the mail, Jennifer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you a lot, and we'll talk to you again. Okay, thank you. Have a great day. Preservation Station is certainly a special breed, and it's a great place to seek out those items that are off the beaten path. Definitely an avid shopper's paradise. But even if you're not an avid shopper, maybe you're just quote-unquote tagging along with one. Well, guess what, my friend? You're going to enjoy yourself at Preservation Station, too, especially on the market days when they have live music and food. 
Speaking of food, we can't forget about the restaurant, which was just added on site a few years ago. It's a wonderful spot to wet your whistle and feed your face, as you just heard. So check them out. Meet Jennifer and Deborah and visit all of the fine vendors awaiting your arrival. They are just about a 10-minute drive west of Owensboro in West Louisville, as Jennifer likes to say. Put your radio on play. They're just three songs away. I wonder how that would translate here. Put the podcast on play. They're just three words away. No, they're way more than three words away. This is a blabbing show for crying out loud. It's blabbing in the bluegrass. But at any rate, it's well worth your time and effort to get there. And you'll be glad you paid them a visit. They'll be tickled pink to see you as well. At Preservation Station Market Restaurant and Event Center. I certainly enjoyed chatting it up with Jennifer Higdon today. And prior to my visit with Jennifer... I thoroughly enjoyed speaking with Brenda Eisenberg of Horse Cave's legendary Wigwam General Store. The place you'll definitely want to hit up for a general store experience that is anything but general. You can bet your bottom dollar on that. Now, we always enjoy bringing you these places, telling you about them each week. We hope that you enjoy hearing about them equally as much. But we want to remind you, as per usual, please, please support each and every one of these local businesses. They're counting on you. And be sure while you're there that you tell them you heard about them right here on Blabbing in the Bluegrass. I'll be glad you did. And trust me, they will be too. Now, plenty more where this came from is coming your way next week, but we ain't done yet. We have to reveal the highly anticipated answer of this week's Bluegrass Brain Buster. Which brilliant native Kentuckian invented radio three years before Marconi's claim to this innovation? Again, which brilliant native Kentuckian invented radio three years before Marconi's claim to this innovation? His name was Nathan B. Stubblefield, a science genius and a melon farmer from Murray in Callaway County. Stubblefield actually invented the wireless telephone back in the 1880s, and shortly thereafter, in 1892, Stubblefield was responsible for the first radio broadcast transmission, which was only heard by a close friend of his. Now, this close friend encouraged him to put a patent on his product, but Stubblefield refused, stating that his product was far from perfect and he wanted perfection before he put a patent on it. And it wasn't for another 15 years in 1907 when Stubblefield was finally convinced to apply for a patent, which he did. However, by then, Mr. Guillermo Marconi had already installed the first commercial radio service in 1898 using Morse code, and three years later in 1901, Marconi sent the first radio transmission across the Atlantic Ocean. So, naturally, Marconi is credited for inventing the radio. However, back in 1892, Murray's very own Nathan B. Stubblefield was responsible for the first radio broadcast transmission. Controversy? Yeah, I guess it's kind of to be expected. But Stubblefield is your answer to the Brain Buster, and come on back for another one next week. 
In the meantime, shoot me your emails. It's bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com. Also, hit up the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page for previous episodes, updates throughout the week. That's also a forum for you to make comments and leave messages. Until we meet again, you best be laughing and smiling and keeping the blabbing alive in the bluegrass. Because we're blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide because we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste.